So here's the scenario. You are right in the middle of a great conversation with your guest and the tech goes bad. You drop the call. You have a Skype glitch. You have something that causes your computer browser to lock up. Well, those things are always going to be possible. But distance recording is one of those things that has to be fixed for the podcasting community. And on this episode of Podcastification, I'm not only going to tell you about a new service that I think is well on the way to providing that, but they're providing it for free. And we're going to demonstrate the service on this episode. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. All right. Well, I am talking with Mark from Clean Feed from way over across the pond. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am doing great. We're having a beautiful spring day here in Colorado, and I understand you're having quite the steamer. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. It's, it's scorching over here. We've lucked out a few days, so I think the weekend's coming, so it'll start raining in a couple of hours. <laughs> That's just the way it goes, huh? Yeah. Well, Mark and his partner, Mark, if you can keep those straight, have created an interesting recording solution for distance recordings called CleanFeed. And it's just like it sounds, one word altogether, cleanfeed.net. And I came across CleanFeed probably a week or two ago. I may have seen it before that, but I can't really remember. Uh, you know, I've slept since then. <laughs> So I just wanted to get the guys on and chat about this. And so uh, the Mark we're speaking with today is the only one who could join me. Mark, just for sake of clarification, why don't you share your last name with us? Okay, so I'm Mark Hills and yeah, I'm from cleanfeed.net and we are a an online recording platform for radio and podcasters. Okay, so online recording platform. So we both, just for the sake of clarification, are connected through our computers at the moment. I have a USB microphone that's plugged into my laptop and I'm speaking into that. Mark, what are you using? I'm using an XLR mic plugged into an audio interface, plugged into a computer, and that's it. Nothing more complicated. That's great to know because many podcasters do that kind of thing with a with an audio interface and XLR mics. So in case I didn't make it clear, we are using CleanFeed right now to record this conversation. And my experience so far is, is, is very simple. You, you log into the platform, have to create a user account. You log in, you send an invite to the person that you want to uh, join you in the call. And Mark, how many people can you invite at once?
is not an actual fixed upper limit. You're going to reach technical limitations with how much bandwidth you've got, but we've done things just as little little tests. You, you can easily get sort of up to eight people on really modest equipment, and if your equipment's more sophisticated, you could go beyond that. So you could have a whole army in your podcast if, if you really wanted. Well, so when you say more sophisticated, are you talking about processing speed and memory and that kind of thing or bandwidth on your internet connection? A little bit of all of those, basically. Okay, great. So the the higher you have your numbers in all those categories, the more people you could bring on with no problems. So Mark, why don't you explain a little bit to us about the tech behind CleanFeed, how you guys have built it and, and what it actually does. If I tell you a bit of the background, things will start to slot into place. Mark and I are both from a broadcast radio background. So Mark is right now building a studio somewhere in the south of England. So we, as just as part of the work we were doing for radio stations, identified this need to get great quality audio from A to B in a world where not everybody has the money for dedicated radio, ISDN links, and these kind of things. So we built CleanFeed as a tool to do that. And then as time goes on, we've sort of broadened our horizons to the podcasting community because there's some pretty exciting stuff going on in podcasting. And so I think I'm pretty stoked to be moving the platform in that direction, basically. That's really exciting. And so the two of you came up with the idea. Are one of you software engineers where you were able to create this yourself or did you have to hire developers to help? I am basically the main developer of the software. And then uh, Mark works with me closely on various other different aspects of it. But I'm a professional software developer. So my experience has taken me from radio, broadcast engineering. I also do a lot of work in the film industry, writing software for film and that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm the key software developer. Explain to us as much as we would probably be able to understand, how does this technology work? You're familiar probably with streaming radio and yes. where you tune into your favorite station and you listen online. So part of my background was in building systems to do streaming radio. And, and one of the things there is you've got this great quality audio, but you never, ever had low latency. And if you ever tried to stream the same radio station online as the one you were listening to on your FM radio, you'd, you'd see just how far behind the online broadcast was. So the technologies existed for a while to transfer great audio from A to B. But what has changed recently is that we've got the power to send that audio with low latency, lower than a cell phone call. Okay. So you and I are speaking from probably, I don't know, are we about 5,000 miles away or so? Probably? Yeah, it's probably really close to that. So basically, if I called you on a cell phone, it would have more latency than we have now. So there'd be, wow. there'd be a greater delay between, between the two of us. So um, I think I give a great nod to the guys. Um, you'll hear the word Opus Codec banded around. And I definitely can't take credit for the work that's gone on with the guys at the Opus Codec, but they've enabled a lot of this kind of technology to really come up. And The best bit now is it's built into browsers. There's just enough technology in a web browser as of a few years ago to enable us to do something like CleanFeed. Wow, that's really cool. So what sort of hurdles have you run into in getting this to work with the variety of browsers that are out there and those kinds of issues? We've taken a decision that we aligned ourselves to support the Chrome browser. 
I personally felt a bit bad about this because I really think a multi-browser world is really important. Yeah. But at the same time, my background of broadcast engineering is stuff just has to work. So podcasters, you're making a recording, which you'll edit later. But a lot of the original CleanFeed users were using it to do live broadcasts. Sure. Okay? So stuff has to work and be rock solid from day one. So we're basically... By working only with Chrome, at the very least, we reduce the footprint of just how many bugs there are to cope with across the different browsers. It's not our long-term intent to do that, though. And actually, we've made great headway in working with Firefox and now Safari's on the way. Um, so we'll probably, we'll probably get more into that multi-browser world. But Chrome's given us a fairly stable platform to work on. There's, there's different versions out at any one time, so we do a lot of testing. But basically, um, it's Chrome that enabled originally the early versions of clean feed to work. And so we're, we're well on that track now. I love Chrome and it's what I use most of the time. So, you know, I wouldn't have known it wasn't on other platforms yet. So that's good to know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe we should, it seems funny. We probably wouldn't make a song and dance about that, I guess, because we're very likely to make a song and dance if we, uh, when we get the Safari support. Sure. Working. So Apple have recently, they've dragged their heels a little bit, but they've recently announced it's called WebRTC is the underlying software that forms part of CleanFeed. We still need some other bits of software in the browser to work as well. But at least Apple now are acknowledging that this kind of use is an important one, which is good for us. Finally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's go a little bit deeper into how the tech works. We were discussing before we got on the recording a couple of similar services, Zencaster and Ringer that record in each browser and then sync it in the cloud and that kind of thing. And you said that CleanFeed operates a little differently than that. So could you explain that to us? Yeah, that's right. So you've, you've had a few of these services around that have come, they've originated from the world of podcasting where much like doing maybe a really classic radio interview where you do it over the phone, but you'd record tapes on either side and then you'd courier the tapes together and reassemble the interview. And CleanFeed, because it was sort of born out of this live broadcasting environment, our aim was instead of having sort of medium quality audio flowing from A to B live and then syncing the tapes later to make it work, CleanFeed's always been about getting the finest quality audio from A to B in the first place. So you're recording this at your end using CleanFeed's recording interface, I think. And what that means is when that recording's saved to your hard drive, it's ready and ready to go immediately. So there's a few advantages of that. One of them is just the simplicity. What you hear is what you get. And also there's other minor advantages, like if you're working with long recordings, you don't have problems of things drifting and that kind of stuff. So, so there's a few low-level technical reasons why you actually want to send the audio live if you can anyway. And I think, I mean, I hope you'll agree, the quality is you know, more than good enough to be used verbatim. The quality, as far as what I can hear and what I see happening on the screen, seems as good or better of any platform that we've used. So I'm excited about that. Now, let me ask you a question. Why, using this technology, do you not have what I tend to call Skype glitches, you know, where I hear a voice stutter or I hear your voice break up at certain points? I have not heard that from you at all on this recording. Why is that the case? So a whole bunch of different reasons. And I suspect this is, you know, Mark and I between us have maybe got sort of 30 years of broadcasting experience. So it's an accumulation of a load of different factors. 
And I'm glad you said that anyway, because right now it's Friday night here in London. So my home internet broadband connection is at its busiest time right now with people watching BBC iPlayer and Netflix and all of these other online video services transferring huge amounts of data. So the main thing that CleanFeed does is really acknowledges that it's a service for people who know a little bit more about what they're doing than, say, your average grandma using Skype or something. So we actually do less processing on the audio rather than more processing. Uh, Skype and other similar services have a lot of processing the audio to basically account for the really poor environments people are working in, the poor microphones and these kind of things. With CleanFeed, it goes back to this thing of what you hear is what you get. Trust your ears. If you can hear that the sound quality is not good enough, you, you guys know in the podcasting world how to adjust your microphone, how to set things up to improve that. So we actually do less processing on the audio. And then that audio side of things is combined with the computer networking knowledge to adjust the way we send the audio over the internet to try and keep the number of glitches to a minimum. So it's not going to never glitch, but for as long as traffic is flowing smoothly on your internet connection, you should get audio quality that sounds like we're in the same room. Like I said, so far, it does sound like we're in the same room. In fact, it sounds sometimes better with all the noise that goes on in my house. <laughs> so... You know, you know, that's the funny thing about people have been listening to radio for years without realizing the hosts are not in the same room as each other. Right. You know, and, and that's something that radio has been doing for many years with their ISDN links and things. So at least now podcasters have that same illusion and that same power. I really love it. Let me ask you a few other questions. What's the likelihood using clean feed of a call or a recording session just suddenly dropping? because of internet traffic or browser glitches or those kinds of things. I understand there's so many variables, it's hard to really nail that down. But the reason I ask is because the main complaint that I hear from people who use similar services is that they were 60% through an interview and suddenly the program locked up or it dropped the call or something like that. So if you could speak to that. There's a lot of variables. There's everything from your computer, your operating system, your browser, your network connection. And so um, one of the things we do in CleanFeed, which you'll see if you're doing the recording, is it's, it's going to save the recording periodically, okay? And that just protects you against nasty things happening at your computer end. So we recommend people always do tests first and, and also close down any applications you're not using, which I think is pretty common practice for podcasters, Sure, whatever platform you're working on. Aside from that, when you get to the networking side, yeah, there's some pretty cool technical stuff goes on. We use essentially what you call a stateless connection. And this goes back to that difference between your listening to streaming radio online versus something like CleanFeed. Listening to streaming radio, you, you'd use what's called a stateful or a TCP connection. And that's going to give you, it gives you very reliable transfer of data, but it gives you quite a high time to recover from dropouts. Whereas clean feed, if the network connection drops, when the network connection returns, the time to recovery can be incredibly quick. You know, it can be of the order of fractions of a second as well. Hmm. So, yeah, so, so we've got the browser side covered a little bit. We've got the network side is really a key piece of how clean feed works. And then finally is the greatness of, as I said, the Opus audio codec. do lose a network connection you'll hear you know maybe a little stutter or whatever but opus has really excellent 
error recovery algorithms to keep the audio intact as well. So I haven't heard any glitches at all. I have have no reason to believe from you to me that we're losing any data at all. But even if we lost a tiny little bit, it would probably be inaudible to either of us anyway. Yeah, and it's likely going to be less audible than even a lot of edits that people do on their podcasts. So just for comparison's sake, the quality is definitely not going to be compromised. It's probably going to be even better using CleanFeed. So I have to ask you, what are your plans for CleanFeed? I noticed that next to the record button right now, it says beta. So explain to me what's going on in the beta stage. Maybe that's a good place to start. So we have buried away out the back various different versions of CleanFeed for sort of testing features for for perhaps professional broadcasters that we work closely with and this kind of thing. When we put the free clean feed out, I guess I personally just wanted to see as many people as possible benefit from this. Because when I was doing, say, student or college radio years ago, we kind of dreamed of having access to this stuff. So having implemented it, we wanted to get it out to as many people as possible whilst we were still making a bit of money from the professional services that Mark and I are doing. Okay. Um, but then as it happens, clean feed's starting to take more and more of our time. And it's got quite a lot of traction and even whole use cases we never thought about. So we've got uh, recording labeled as beta right now, um, just just while we give it a nice little polish. I think I think I'm being um, always quite particular. Again, this broadcasting thing is stuff has to work, and it has yeah. to work really well. And and you don't want to lose an interview because of some crummy bit of coding on a website or something. So um, so we we're the kind of people who are likely to leave the beta label on things for longer rather than rather than less time. That was impressive. But ultimately, yeah, we're hoping to um, this year start bringing in a few more additional features. We're probably going to look at offering like an intermediate service online that'll be a paid for service where you've got access to different things. We haven't decided exactly what those features would be. But by doing that, the hope is we can channel a little bit more development time into features specific to people like podcasters who are enjoying the free clean feed right now. Hmm. Are there any of those services or features that you are planning to add that you could tell us about and what's coming down the pike? I think I've posted a few uh, sneak screenshots on our uh, not very well updated blog. We're we're both pretty <laughs> bad at the we're both pretty bad at the social media thing, or not not pretty bad. I did a tweet today, so that's good. But uh, <laughs> we it's it's interesting because we are we're, we're coming from a different world into podcasting, sure. and I I don't want to be an outsider, and I love the podcasters, but I'm definitely not so skilled at social media. But yeah, there's a few screenshots online that'll give you a little teaser. Okay, wonderful. I'll be sure to uh, link to those in the show notes for this episode. Where can those be found on your CleanFeed site? Yeah, so go to cleanfeed.net and you'll find all the information on that site. So it takes like two seconds to sign up and you could be doing an interview like we're doing now. And then, yeah, there's a little blog buried out the back. And I think the blog and the Twitter feed is, I quite like it as a chance to let my hair down a bit because... As I said, CleanFeed is a professional tool for professional broadcasters. And so there's not much scope there for error, but, you know, the blog and the Twitter feed, yeah, that's, that's where we let that happen. Just for a point of clarification, when your intermediate version of CleanFeed comes out, that would be a paid service of some sort that has additional features. Is that what I'm understanding? We're finalizing that. And I think that's why there hasn't been, there's not been many visible updates to CleanFeed for a while, although there's been a few behind the scenes. Most of the visible updates, I'm just kind of polishing and we're preparing this launch, I suppose.
it's early days at the minute. So we're both busy with, well, like I say, Mark's building a radio studio today. There's also other work out there that needs doing. Will there always be a free version? Oh, yeah, I should be clear about that. I hope you've got a sense of my enthusiasm for kind of for free users, basically. We want people to benefit from this. It's software. And the whole point about software is once you've implemented it, that you can replicate it and use it again and again. That's why it's different to hardware. So my thing is there has to be a version of CleanFeed and not just, I don't really want it to be a sort of artificially cobbled version either, but we've, we've definitely got to find a nice way to make sure that we are developing for the podcasters and kind of funding that. But at the same time, I'm not a fan of like arbitrary limitations. So even the free one right now, you can ramp the codec up to the highest quality. You can use the recording and all these extra bits and pieces. Even the multi-caller is something that, you know, we, we toyed about. But I think almost certainly we want, to, we want to leave that in as something that everyone can use. And if I could put in my two cents worth or what would it be, two shillings for you? <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, if I could put in my little uh, plug for what I would love to see stay in the free is also the ability to download separate tracks. That is just a huge thing. And so along that line, let me just describe real quickly for everyone what I'm, what I'm seeing and what it was like to set up just so you have an idea of the user interface. And I think more than anything, I would encourage you to go to cleanfeed.net and sign up for your own account and play around with it. You initially come in to the interface. It's very clean. It's very, very plain. Not a lot of obvious bells and whistles. And you see yourself there, a track for yourself with a profile button, an audio button, and a record button. You'll initially be asked to allow access to your microphone through your computer. And then uh, when you are able to get going on your session, you hit the connect button at, at, the, at the bottom of the screen. You enter the email address of the person you're inviting in. Once they join, you see them join. You're able to hear them. They're able to hear you. And then when you're ready to record, you hit the record button and it gives you the opportunity to name that session and choose how you want it to record. Do you want just your track, just someone else's track, a split track, a mono track, you know, a combined mono track? Uh, it has has three or four options there. And I, I found it very simple. Uh, Mark, what have I left out about all that that you feel should be said? I don't know. I, I, think, um, I think that's a pretty reasonable summary. I mean, the, the recording feature was one of the most exciting features for me because it's changed the game quite a bit. You know, there's a lot of tutorial videos online talking about how you need a mix minus, and, yeah. you know, people with a mixer and the cables here and there and everywhere. And with CleanFeed, all of that goes away. You're just working in one box. All the mix minuses and everything are all handled inside there. So I was really excited when we did that. And so were the radio stations, because even if you're a radio station and you do have access to the talent and the expertise to set up all this equipment and have it running, that doesn't mean people have access to it all the time. Studios are a kind of scarce resource. And with CleanFeed, a professional journalist can do an interview from their laptop now. So podcasters can benefit from exactly the same thing. I'm not using any external equipment to do an interview through CleanFeed. It really is simple and it really needs to be that way because yeah and it's it's that way even if you're a professional broadcaster because again i'm i've, I've worked at sort of out in the field doing outside broadcasts in the past and um 
you may have the technical knowledge and expertise to adjust codecs and change network settings and do all of this stuff. But you don't always have the time and you don't mm. have the inclination. So I tried to get that essence into CleanFeed and we tried to design the UI with, with that in mind. So it, it is a professional UI despite having so few buttons. But yeah, both the professionals and both the podcasters and whatever, whatever angle you're coming from, you're looking for something that's focused and to the point. And that doesn't mean loads of buttons. Yeah, I love that. Well, Mark, let me ask you a hypothetical and, and you tell me if this would work, because I know there are many podcasters who enjoy having the mixer for the sake of being able to mix in sounds with a sound card and that kind of thing. What ways do you see that being possible using the clean feed way of connecting? We've got a few things up our sleeve in terms of new features for supporting the kind of stuff that podcasters will be doing. In terms of operating a full mixer inside CleanFeed, we want to start incorporating that kind of functionality. But I don't necessarily think that means it has to look like a mixer. Right. You know, there's a lot of software where it's like, we need to adjust some volume levels of audio, so it's going to look like a mixer. I think we're more likely to experiment and do some UI tests with some of our users in terms of what actually makes sense. You know, a, a mock-up on the screen of a hardware mixer, I think, is quite an outdated way of working. Because the reason a hardware mixer is shaped like it is, is, is because of the kind of physical constraints that were around building it. We don't necessarily have those. So mixing functionality will absolutely come to clean feed in various forms and probably within the next, uh, within this year, I would have thought. But yeah, I don't see a reason why it has to look like every other mixer in every other piece of software necessarily. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. I was thinking also that, uh, you know, barring that sort of a, an upgrade to the software, would it be possible for a person to have a separate computer with a separate internet connection uh, with a line out going into their, uh, basically a, with like a sound cart software that is going into clean feed as another user within the session. You can do exactly that. Yeah. So if you, if you sort of invite yourself, you could bring in a second browser session working on a separate second sound card. Even on the same computer? Yeah, you could even do it on the same machine. Yeah. And, and you might take a line in from somewhere else or, or something and, and, and bring that in. In fact, we've got quite a few users seem to be working like that. One of the, I was saying about um, by giving away the free clean feed, we've found whole new groups of users that we wouldn't have otherwise found. And one of them is mastering studios and people who are mixing and mastering music. And traditionally, this is the domain of very high end audio. And in, in that regard, clean feeds are really great fit because now these guys can mix and master for their clients live. They can have their clients at the other end of the session and they can chat to them and they can play them audio in, in full quality. So the client is hearing exactly what's been mixed in the studio. And so rather than bouncing down tracks and sending them by email and waiting 10 minutes and waiting for the phone call that says, can you adjust this? These guys can work together live and they, and they use that kind of setup. So they're pulling in multiple sources into the same session. But I'm really stoked with that use case. I think that's a really cool and, and something. It's enabling them to do something they, they just simply couldn't do before at all. Well, Mark, this has been a great conversation. I'm very encouraged and excited about the interface, the way that CleanFeed works. I'm excited to put this episode together and hear it, you know, in the final production, the way that, that my podcasts come out in the end and just do a side-by-side -side comparison 
uh, for my own sake. And uh, definitely want to let you know when that's live and, and have you uh, check out what we've been able to do. Is there any way that you would encourage listeners to give this a test drive for themselves? I'd encourage you to just dive in and try it. We get kind of emails of people going, hey, I was thinking of trying clean feed. Should I do this? It's like, <laughs> just, it's free. Just try it. Just, yeah. just log in and try it. I hear ya. We wondered about having a little forum online where you could just say, hey, does anyone want to do a test call with me? But I think most uh, most podcasters have got some mates they can do do some stuff with. So yeah, seriously, it takes, I think it's one of the quickest sign up for systems on any uh, any online service I've ever used. So um, literally just click the sign up button, put in your details and you will land in the UI and you're ready to go. I can confirm that it is an easy way to do it. So, And there's not really any strings attached either. I think because we, we wanted to offer something good and wholesome to everyone, the terms and conditions are kind of reasonable and, you know, we're just human, Mark and I. So um, although this thing's growing maybe faster than we can handle. Yeah. Well, Mark, thank you so much for your time and for joining me on a busy Friday evening there in London. I appreciate that that actually was the case because it actually demonstrates the robust interface that you've got here and, and how it works. So That's why I picked now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, tell Mark hello for us, even though we weren't able to have him on the conversation. I will. Uh, yeah. I sure appreciate this and uh, I will be in touch. Smashing. All right. Hello. In my humble opinion... Clean feed is an amazingly good step in the right direction. It's been approached by some guys who are coming at this from a different perspective. They're not podcasters. They're not guys who have been in the podcasting space and have kind of walked through the path of discovering how to do good audio recordings from a podcasting standpoint. Instead, they come from the radio industry. So they're approaching this with a different mindset. And I think that outside the podcast box kind of a mindset has enabled them to approach this with, you know, different tools in terms of the software coding experience. And it's also just a different perspective. I love what Mark had to say about tech just having to work in their industry and that they've approached it with that kind of an attitude. I think attitude is everything in this. They just believe they can create something that will work. And CleanFeed, from my experience with Mark in this particular recording session, works very well. It's pretty flawless. It doesn't have much things. There's some suggestions to the user interface that I am going to make to them because I think it could be a little more clear about what certain functions are and how they work. And maybe even just presenting them in the in the process flow in a different order would make that happen. But anyway, besides all of that, CleanFeed seems like a great application of a radio industry need to podcasting. I think it's a great step in the right direction. And let me say this as well, with full disclosure, later in the day that I recorded this conversation with Mark, I also recorded a conversation for my next interview on next week's episode with Dave Jackson. And I reached out to Dave through CleanFeed, attempting to do the recording through the CleanFeed interface. Well, we had some technical issues this time, just getting Dave connected, which is kind of funny because Dave is a techie guy. He's that, you know, he's been around for a long time. He's the principal. He's the dean of the School of Podcasting. You can find him at schoolofpodcasting.com. But anyway, you'll hear about Dave next week. But Dave and I couldn't get the thing to work. And I have reached out to Mark and have told him, you know, of the situation and asking for his advice and his counsel. And it's the weekend and I haven't heard back to him. So I don't expect to hear back from him until the week starts up again, the work week. And so that's my interview with Mark Hills from the UK and CleanFeed. And I would love to hear your comments, your questions, your suggestions about this episode with CleanFeed 
in what you like about it, what you don't like about it, and some of the uh, pitfalls of using a service like this. So reach out to me. You can find this episode at podcastfasttrack.com slash 69. And if you're using one of those fancy dancy little podcast playing apps on your smartphone, you can swipe left, right, up, down, backwards, forwards, stand on your head, something, and find the show notes for this episode. And all the links mentioned will be right there. Thanks so much for listening to Podcastification. You know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.